Welcome to Man United Way podcast. I'm your host Tanmoy and with me the regulars Amin, Arslan and Bhaskar. United's unbeaten run came to an end after 19 games as we crashed out of the FA Cup semi-final with a horrible performance to say the least. However, Leicester City also lost against Spurs, which means if we win against West Ham and manage to get a point against Leicester whom we play in our last match of the league season, we will make the top 4. Now we will go into the detail of the loss and judging the mood in here it might be most of our talking point today so we will try our best not to rant or vent out however if we do please forgive us as the recent performance got us in an high and more than the loss the lack of intent yesterday has been the most painful thing to watch what do you have to say basker Yeah it was a poor performance obviously but uh, before the performance i think uh, what it basically came down to was uh, when we saw the lineup itself before the start of the game i wasn't particularly impressed and confident with the lineup itself because you are basically playing five defenders because if you saw the game like uh, it wasn't like we'll be kidding ourselves if we call it a 352 it was basically a 532 out of which there are five defenders and two holding midfielders and basically you're expecting three attacking players two forwards to create and do everything and out of that like rashford and dan james i think uh, both don't go too well together because you needed either marcial or igalo to hold up the ball because yesterday also like if we see the gameplay multiple balls were played in but none of them could hold up the ball and like let bring in the other players into the game and uh, i think that is what cost us more the basic first of all would be the team selection and the uh, strategy to go in with a 5-3-2 formation it basically looked like a, a formation which we haven't played for a long time because uh, i like last i think when we before bruno came in like we were playing that formation and also i don't understand like when we have been playing attacking football and stuff like that like why like you know you would want to go into that defensive mold of trying to put like you know eight people behind the ball and defend when like you know the other team is not even a great attacking team or something chelsea haven't been on a very good run or something because of like you can the fact in the uh, just the fact that we have caught up with them shows that they haven't been on a very good run they have had a few odd performances good performances and a few bad performances but giving them so much respect and thinking that they are like you know man city or like a bayern munich or something that we need to put eight people behind the ball and hit them on the break and end of the day lampard is not a fool thrice we have beaten them with that same tactics and fine i'll give it to oli that when we beat them we didn't have bruno and we didn't have that kind of a creative player to play the way we were playing currently so he had to resort to that and which is understandable but when you have a team which is playing well playing good attacking football i was just mind boggled as to how he could first of all put up such a team and if he put up such a formation then you should at least know that what is the roles required from each of those players in those formations because if you if like while we saw the game we it was pretty understandable that like none of the players knew what is to be done because they were they looked very uncomfortable with the formation and he had uh, to rotate isn't it 
like yeah, yesterday but we, we was had, a match because we had I mean, rotated but like uh, why, why would you go back to a formation which is so defensive and that also when you're playing three defenders against a striker like Jiru he's not aguero or lewandowski or somebody who needs three people to get defend like you know marked or something and uh, harry maguire was going on jumping into headers and uh, having a physical battle with him when it is not required near the touchline or like when you're near the center of the pitch like because jiru being the lone striker like he was pretty much isolated so like if even if he flicks the ball on or something there was nobody in the nobody there to like you know attack or something like that and like maguire had two other center backs so even if you would have allowed him to flick or something it made no difference so like it was pretty poor play planning all all round and bai got injured which prompted ole to make the change in the formation otherwise i'm pretty sure it would have gone on with the same formation till the 75th minute or something like that yeah i think i mean it was completely uh, surprising to see that type of a team uh, you know at the start of the game like it made absolutely no sense i think ole you know really got Uh, the the team lineup messed up completely uh, in yesterday's game there was there was it did not make any sense to anyone i mean we did not know what kind of uh, game plan we had what is it that we were trying to do and as bhaskar correctly pointed out uh, our players looked like that as well first of all like uh, as i said uh, if we had played the same playing 11 that has been uh, doing so well over the last few games i think we would have had uh, you know some better performance and a real shot at really doing something in the game i think ole got double minded about what he was trying to uh, do how he was trying to manage the game and uh, he you know half heartedly wanted to win the game and he half heartedly wanted to rest the players for the premier league or something like that i mean he couldn't really make up his mind i think because if you were concerned about uh, you know the fatigue that the players have been experiencing now uh, and uh, you know we have two very big games coming up in the premier league then in that case you should have you know started come started an entirely different team uh, for the fa cup yeah, match and just try to manage keeping mcdonnell and uh, igalo on the bench exactly and and bruno and maguire are the two players who have spent a uh, most of the playing time right. up until now they are the most tired people and they are very crucial for us uh, you know for the remaining games as well because we don't have good replacements for them but they still played yesterday they started yesterday right so i mean the fatigue thing that ole was concerned about didn't even uh, get cared of uh, get, fact, get taken fact, care of in fact maguire has played more than 4500 minutes this season which is unheard of for any player like playing because uh, even when we had like uh, vidic and rio playing and all like they never played 4500 minutes and we still have quite a few games to go in this season and he's already crossed 4500 minutes so he's clearly overworked and overrun and i think because when you're overplayed maybe you want to give it your 
overall but your concentration is not there and uh, i think it has got to do with a, uh, it has got to do a lot with fatigue because even yeah, one I mean, of the players of our season van bisaka if we see the last two three games le- let's not forget the two ga- uh, two games prior to this also like uh, southampton we managed to get a result although we didn't play well which was a draw and uh, crystal palace we managed to win both the games i don't think we played anywhere close to what the kind of football which we were playing earlier the gameplay and the play everything was very lethargic very slow poor not absolutely not up to the mark what we have been got we have gotten used to post lockdown and the kind of football we were playing so i i think it has got to do a lot with fatigue and uh, also like when we see like basically like we've discussed this earlier also we in man united we don't have a particular way of playing or something like that like it's basically very player driven kind of a gameplay which we have if you have proper drills and proper style of play then like you know you can rotate you can rotate players and bring in players into those particular positions everybody knows what their role is what kind of play they have to make where have, where they have to pass when you see teams like city and liverpool playing and all like even when oxlade chamberlain or phil foden or anybody comes in like uh, they know like how the gameplay is going to work and like how they, where they are supposed to pass and so so that's why they can keep changing and rotating the personnel also without the game style of play getting affected whereas our style of play is purely driven and uh, based on individual talent of a player be it rashford be it pogba be it mainly bruno like uh, it it basically is a very individual skill kind of skill set based playing style so any one of them not playing or any one of them not having a good game like it just kills our game and the last three games is the proof of that i think i think ever since like bruno uh, started playing for us uh, a kind of football has emerged as the style that manchester united plays you know ole uh, is playing uh, the same playing level every uh, every game and what we basically do is that we try to utilize uh, Uh, you know our uh, forward players like martial uh, rashford and uh, uh, greenwood uh, you know they they run uh, they try to run behind the player behind behind the defenders and and uh, bruno tries to uh, you know uh, Uh, make you know critical passes or chances into the box and then they they try to uh, like score and they have been like doing uh, it very clinically uh, greenwood and marshall both of them uh, so a kind of uh, you know style had started to emerge uh, many people had had started saying that maybe this is how ole ole's team is shaping up and now you you go into an fa cup semi final tie and you completely change that style you completely change your team and then you ask your team to play an entirely different kind of football where you have like you know uh, you have like so many players in the midfield nobody is making any movements up front and you're just trying to you know uh, pass to uh, you know someone in that midfield and get impressed by by chelsea right. so because, that was completely because uh, if if anybody saw the team before we scored the penalty and we were losing 3-0 like you would look at the match and wonder that like you know chelsea completely dominated us and we they played amazing Uh, but that wasn't the case they weren't really excellent or something like that the, all the almost all the goals were due to errors on our behalf and it, it wasn't that 
they were playing amazing football or something it was just the fact that we were so bad that we were going on conceding and we couldn't we were conceding although we had stocked up on defenders in our half we were still conceding due to errors and we didn't have any game plan and cohesiveness so we couldn't string up two attacks also i think yesterday what happened is we chose wrong personnel to start in the midfield and i will explain why and mm. you could say that whether you agree to me or not now if you look at matic and it's good that matic has been playing well so far but we all agree that his legs are gone so if pressed matic is in trouble now the only way united flourishes is that when matic plays with someone who can make those long balls pass right like it is only possible by pogba or mctominay to a certain extent but not by fred fred is a person who can press relentlessly but fred is not known for making a ball out of the defense when you are being pressed down so yesterday starting fred and matic at the same time was wrong secondly when bruno was there bruno was the only uh, creative link when we play pogba and bruno there are two creative links fred is not a creative link fred throughout the season what we have seen is he presses hard he relentlessly go ahead but since the restart we have seen that and i have highlighted this many times before also that the form of mctominay and fred is a concern because they are not they nothing what they have been before the before the lockdown now this you know uh, unit in the midfield was a completely wrong selection and and i don't know if you would agree with me or not but no, i think i agree with you uh, with the fact that yeah like matic and uh, fred probably won the best of midfield partnerships and all but uh, then again if you look at it like we had a defense of five people with two holding midfielders in front so uh, you have seven people in front of the ball no matter how much whoever the team is they are pressing they are barely like three or four people in the team pressing in our half so that really should make no no difference if if people were familiar with the gameplay and the formation and everything yesterday our defenders were all over the place like when chelsea was breaking or something like uh, there was no like uh, understanding between where maguire should be where lindelof should be where brandon williams should be there was no understanding because if you are used to playing in a back four and suddenly you are doing a back five and i agree with you that mctominay and fred's uh, form has been very poor since lockdown and it is especially shocking because when you look at players like mctominay fred dan james these are the uh, kind of players who should be busting their ass to get into the first team because they know that right now we have a settled top 11 and if they if they don't put in good performances they are probably never going to get into the top 11 so for them to come out and especially fred yesterday you were talking about the fact that fred is good in pressing and stuff like that fred put in a very lethargic performance it looked like he had been yeah, playing I for mean, the last 20 matches in a row or something like he hardly pressed hardly did anything didn't show any enthusiasm he was just that's uh, that's a concern right that's what i'm i have been talking about that what we have seen in fred and mctominay over some time is missing right now since since restart and both 
have become a player that we are not aware of yeah i mean um, i would just like to add one thing here i i mean if you are just judging uh, you know based on yesterday's performance i think yesterday's performance had more to do with a lack of uh, you know uh, understanding of what they're supposed to do as opposed exactly. to them being bad in form exactly. i mean tactically we did not get it right we did not have a clear plan as to what we were really trying to do no i, I don't think so because do. i'll tell you because the, the reason Chelsea, and Chelsea why didn't attack us that much only like when we look at when we look no, at the, yes. when we look at the formation itself and the team lineup which chelsea put out it was pretty clear that jiru the guy probably the only guy whom maguire can defeat in a foot race when he is the lone striker and like you know you are fielding 3-3 defenders against him like it makes no sense they want like attacking us and pressing very high and making darting runs or anything like that like what were the goals like uh, mason mount shooting from outside the d which should have never been a goal another glaring error by david de gea then this giroud's goal the first goal also i think david de gea should have stopped it although like uh, it was poor defending it was yeah it was poor defending and it was actually discussed during the match preparation that giroud likes to you know go ahead and make that run and place it towards the first post and the defender was aware but the defender could not react and that was a defensive error which was acknowledged later on in the post match conference but we keep ma- no but like if you look at it we keep making the same defensive error in every game even the southampton game the last goal the equalizing goal which obefemi scored it was this exactly the same thing like where like two diff- we have our two center backs and both are not positionally aware of where the attacker is and the attacker gets in front of the center back and taps the ball in which pretty and, much the same thing happened in the in yesterday's game also and i have said this earlier also and i think like it is pretty much clear after these last few games and all that lindelof and maguire are absolutely not a good pair together absolutely not both both have like first i used to only think that like you know that the pace was a factor which was the main major concern or something but now i think like both are positionally very unaware of where the other partner is and especially after playing almost the whole season together it's i think both of them have played 30 plus matches together this season but still every time you look at them playing it's like as if a new like you know a new center back pairing is playing or something because both are positionally very unaware as to where the other center back is do you have to yeah, admit that in last 20 games we have had 13 clean sheets also with that pair so i understand that there last are few bad last 20 matches 13 right. clean sheets yeah with them but like last like last 20 matches like we we played good for we played good attacking football and we didn't have much to do defensively apart from few of the spurs performances and all like we didn't have much defensive I, I will let's not take But away that clean sheets yeah. see clean sheets means that these guys have defended whatever couple of shots even they had good chances any the other team had these guys defended when they were needed this does not mean if they they did not get the option much attacking team so it is their fault they defended when it was needed and regarding chelsea's match uh, the starting lineup i think ole gave more priority to the premier league than fa cup and he decided to team uh, start another team and he probably did not expect chelsea to not have a very attacking team for a knockout match 
But they didn't. Okay, they did, but they game. didn't have a very attacking team. Their best player, Captain exactly. America Pulisic, they didn't come in to play itself. He he was rested exactly. for he the whole game. Exactly. He probably didn't expect them to such a team. Such a team, you know. So he didn't we expect did, them to have such a team. They didn't even put out a very attacking team, and like we put in such a defensive team, and we lost. It was complete, and especially when you have I mean, five not, subs, like you should be doing I, better to change the game than waiting for injuries to happen and then like make. trying to change the game or no, if, going if, if goals down trying, and trying to change the game after that if he was trying to what would you choose if, if, if you if had he was trying if you if you, if you yeah. had to choose between fa cup and premier league what would you give priority to it is not about choosing between the two obviously i would give i would i would obviously give more priority to premier league but that doesn't mean i'll put out such a lame squad that will probably get beaten by tranmere rovers also like uh, you, we could have we could have played the 433 formation with igalo james and if rashford had to play rashford or like marcial or greenwood any one of them up front maybe play mctominay and fred in the back and with either bruno or pogba as number 10 and like we could have rested maguire maybe played bai and lindelof and like you know played fosumensa or dalo or somebody like that like it made no sense because end of the day like if your intention was to rest players clearly our players didn't get rested because by like half time all of the all of our uh, first team players were on the pitch so it just made no sense for you neither did I you rest this, neither did you rest players neither did you win the cup you put in a pathetic performances so basically like like nothing was achieved no i mean i completely agree you did not achieve that definitely because the momentum is broken now the next two games are going to be absolutely crucial and you still have a very tired maguire a very tired matic a very tired bruno in the team as well so i'm i'm not feeling rashford too so i'm not feeling really confident going into the west ham game either because you know i mean the kind of performance that we have suffered it has completely uh, like you know had a, had some impact on the kind of runs that we had uh, you know being in form so that's and that's we lost that too and and i don't think most uh, like uh, if you ask most united fans everybody will say that fine fa cup didn't matter much we want to focus on the premier league but it is about the way you lose to a particular team like this this kind of defeat was absolutely pathetic and miserable like nobody would say that this is a man united team playing this was probably like even worse than like you know the pre january era some of our games which we have played this was simply pathetic and nobody could imagine that with bruno being in the team like but bruno is also end of the day he needs people in front of him to pass and in fact yesterday most of the game i saw bruno in the half line well what is he supposed to like how is he supposed to affect the game if he's going to be near the half line throughout the, for most of the game so it is just this is also one more thing i wanted to talk about because I, and i think i was discussing this with amin yesterday that bruno is more effective in and around the d box but he's not very effective when he has to make that long ball pass from the center line wherein pogba is more effective from the center line area rather than around the d box i mean i i don't you have to compare these two so uh, when you're playing a defensive yeah, defensive lineup then yeah. you'd rather play pogba on uh, instead of bruno because you are trying to absorb the pressure with five defensive formation and then you're keeping two of your runners to make that run against that long ball 
and if you would do that then you would not play someone who's creative in and around the d box rather you will play someone on the creative link who can make those you know long ball pass where the runner will run and make a difference no i think but first I of all the team it. team selection itself showed that like how immature a coach ole is because if you're going to play only two attackers at least one of them need to know how to hold up the ball like where they've played both rashford and james both who suck at holding up the ball or like you know like like holding up the ball till like other players join in and like you know letting the other team like creating chances and all to let other people's come uh, other teammates come into the game like like but that is a known fact to us like you can't expect like you know you can't expect igalo to dribble like messi or rashford but in same way you can't expect rashford to hold up the ball like igalo or martial so this is completely like you know the lack of understanding of like you know if you're playing a particular formation what is the requirement uh, of the forward for that particular formation and selecting a player based on that well you know think- we, we already discussed that you know the the starting uh, you know team was absolutely not correct i mean ole got that wrong completely he got the tactics wrong completely i mean his tactics was like not good at all there was no clear game plan and, and that completely showed in in our performance and first half was really really frustrating to watch and apart from these two things we also like know that he is he has some problem with Uh, judging the how a game is going and then reacting to it i mean he takes way too longer for that we have spoken many times about this that he needs to learn this uh, one thing that we are like forgetting to talk about right now is his man management i mean the kind of man management that we have seen is is really not up to the mark because let's 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 face it i mean the the first playing 11 that we have and the kind of uh, you know uh, formation that we usually play in you make one or a couple of changes in that and that completely disrupts the performance of our team like if uh, right now we do not we cannot rely on either fred or scott mctominay to walk into the team and play in in the place where matic plays and i know that you know you cannot expect that from from like scott and fred but at least manage the game when we need it because we do have to rotate the players right we are not doing that right we are not doing it correctly we did have eric afit eric bai and lentilov yet we kept playing maguire at all times we keep playing bruno at all times we rested pogba yesterday when we did not have to because it's not that he has been uh, you know played a lot and he is tired or something like that and you know we had igalo uh, which was not utilized yesterday as well so uh, like you and, have to and the biggest and the biggest fact, like when you have when you have a goalkeeper like romero who has played exceptionally well in the, all the club competitions wherever he's played in fact I, he has like i think 11 or 12 clean sheets which is just maybe two or three clean sheets less than uh, david de gea which obviously you can't compare because he plays cup games and europa league games and all but like whichever like you know usually like even if you look at chelsea or the other teams and all like for cup games if you have entrusted a goalkeeper you go ahead with him and you give him so what kind of a message does the manager give when like you know like it's the semi finals and like you know you basically don't play your goalkeeper who's been see, playing and doing see, well as much as 
See, as much as I understand, he made a mistake with the starting lineup for the Chelsea match. I believe in the next two matches, he's going to start his best eleven. So, in the next two matches, I don't think that mistake is going to happen. And, and so I, I agree, the, the, a, the anger is there yeah. and everything is there. But to look forward to it, I don't think he's going to make a mistake like that, you know, in the next two matches. Which are the next most important matches for the season, actually. Because we've got to, got to qualify for the Champions League. So, I think Ole will not get that wrong. I, I at least believe that much. Yeah, and I think uh, like we are not addressing the elephant in the room, which is David Dehaya. I mean, like the amount of times he has cost us games. I still remember last year's uh, Champions League when like, you know, we everybody was expecting that we will do something and like we will put up a fight to Barcelona. And then like he makes another similar kind of a blunder and like the whole team gets deflated and we lose 3-0. And well, as a Madrid he, fan, I would say you you made the mistake with the facts, so he's just getting back. Yeah, I think he could like he it. could have won Champions League. Seems, you, you're not even letting him play Champions seems, League. Seems, seems so like it. Seems back. like it because every important game he makes mistakes and like we like pay the price for it. Because let's not forget last season also we were on track to make top four and then suddenly like the wheels came off all these bus and like we landed up being sixth. So like he has a tendency of up in important matches and uh, I think something is seriously wrong with him like maybe in his personal life or something because his level of concentration has suddenly drastically gone down and like the kind of mistakes he makes these days like we've discussed this in the past also be it the Spurs goal or the Newcastle one and like you know like the kind of mistakes he makes is like horrendous like one can't think of it also so like I think something really needs to be done with him I would say like bring in Dean Henderson and all but like with a guy who's earning 350,000 a week I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere so I think we'll be stuck with him and these kind of mediocre like not I can't say I certainly hope that he comes around good I I don't think performances but uh, I mean he's not a Sanchez come on I don't think he he will come around probably next season he'll be back to his best no but this no but this Arslan this has been happening for two continuous seasons This, this this is the second season which he's performed so poorly like he was well, poor, he was poor before his contract renewal. After that, like one full season, he's played where he's been pretty poor. And this season, like uh, he this season, he's made some glaring errors. Like uh, one can't imagine, like uh, like a goalkeeper of his caliber making errors like these. So I don't know. Something is seriously wrong with him. It probably after the World Cup where Spain were got beaten and knocked out, and like he was, uh, like you know, he was at fault also for pretty much for quite a few goals and all. I think that somewhere broke his confidence and like that has left some serious impact on him because like if you look at him also like when you had Schmeichel or uh, people like that like even if they made a mistake or something they had confidence they were shouting at their defenders and they were pumping the team up and all you look at David De Gea after the first but goal, he's he never looked, been that kind of player exactly. I would say. He's, 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 he's never, never been, been like been that, that. He's, he's never been that he's, he's never he's, been the guy who's been shouting he, at the yeah, but, the he, the but, but, then, but then we really need to I remember the only time he shouted he got a yellow card from the but, but, but then we really need to <laughs> look at our options and wonder what, what 
what is to be done with it because if he is a kind of a guy who after making one mistake goes into a shell and starts introspecting on that on the pitch but he made a couple of good uh, saves yesterday also i mean a bad goalkeeper would let in too many in the same game like we have seen in kepa or so but well nobody is saying that he is a bad goalkeeper it's just the drop in form and drop in concentration yeah, exactly. that is costing, and it's costing us costing, exactly. and costing he has costed us 14 points let's, this season let's let's let tell you that let's not forget like even ike casillas he was a excellent goalkeeper but end of the day madrid like let him go i think i mean the dude is looking at good news is he's back jose yeah good news is he's back as a special advisor hmm. so that was a more of a personal <laughs> conflict between him and mourinho It right. had nothing to do with the club, actually. Yeah, I mean, and he, just one more thing, and you won the league. Keep, keep the Congrats. facts ready for Greenwood, huh? What? I so don't understand. Sending the facts for Greenwood, huh? Just keep uh, the facts Greenwood ready. Greenwood, so it won't happen. <laughs> in fact, there's talks of a new. Otherwise, you know, in fact, this this week only there was talks of giving him a new deal worth fifty thousand. Yes, yes, we'll come oh. for him after five years, not now. First, uh-huh. get yeah, him a yeah. Palindor, then we'll come for him. We will, nice. yeah. That 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 is fine. By the way, congratulations. Yes, I mean yes, we should like. Yes, congrats on winning the title. Thank you, thank you. On winning the yeah, long view, long view, you know, for us. Yeah, yeah I know. So, President how does it feel? Deal. I think you should needed. get one minute of glory time uh-huh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not needed as much. But you know, we've got the next match with City. That's the one I will ask you guys to celebrate if you beat them. Yeah, oh, but City, City's, City's, been, City's been on pretty on a pretty bad run. Their defense yeah. look. Uh, if there's one thing like uh, City's defense looks worse than ours, so that is like one positive for our defense. Did you guys so, see Pep talking to the seat? Yes, we did see that. <laughs> no, no, no. And that was actually crafty. And also, you like, know, uh, with, there was a person sitting behind. Yeah. Oh, was, actually. Yeah, yeah. He was actually <laughs> talking to him, but the video was craftily cut out. It, it seemed like he's talking to himself. But he was looking at the seat. He wasn't even actually looking up. No, no, no. There was someone sitting <laughs> next to that. There's a gap seat. between. He, he has between eyes the on the back of his head. Yeah. 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 So we'll yeah, see what but, he but has. City, I don't think like I think if you guys play the way you do and you don't have a off game, I think you can easily beat City because especially without Aguero, they don't look nowhere close to hmm. the kind of uh, performances they were putting up earlier. Because uh, I think uh, their defense is very weak. So any good attack or teams which counter well and all like re- can really exploit them and their attack like if you've anybody seen Jesus and uh, Sterling playing like uh, they probably need like six or seven chances to convert one goal so i don't think like madrid will give them so many chances so i i think like you guys unless uh, kdb we, we don't have ramos Oh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, Casemiro is there, and he has to man map KDB to make sure KDB yeah. doesn't have any influence. Militao and Varane. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's gonna be. But they don't have Aguero, so it's okay. We yeah. it's right. kind of evens out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Prediction absolutely. for next two games: West Ham and Leicester. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I would go for I really don't. I really don't know what to. I I, I I would go for win. Close wins. You know. 
One goal deficit win, probably two one for both of the matches. Two one. I mean, if if, if 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 I'm being honest, I really don't feel confident going into these two games anymore. I, I, I mean, think, this. I, think I mean, what what's happening right now is. Come on, we just had a 19 games unbeaten run. I know this is just, it, just it being matter in the end. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, it is eerily similar to what happened last, last season. Exactly. How we finished last season. Last season we were given so many opportunities to finish in the top four and we had that one Everton performance but, where but, we got but, crashed but, and after that the team just fell through the confidence See, the broke. Starting starting players, the best starting the, 11 has started I don't think the performance has been bad Forget no what do you say we played Southampton Southampton and uh, Southampton and Palace we played a best 11 maybe one two players weren't there Shaw was injured and then See, the so, McCormick played instead of Matic but that's it we played we played a we played our best 11. We played our best 11 and still the performance was pretty poor. It's a good thing we somehow nicked a win and that is also a very important well, aspect. Sometimes that matters, you know. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is like, one of the qualities of a good team. Absolutely. I don't disagree with we that. Will like, we, we should, <laughs> we we should we get scrappy wins team. like when we are not playing very well also. Yeah. The problem is fatigue and, uh, you know, our first playing 11, strongest 11 is fatigued right now. So, it is a concern. Don't worry. We will come out good this has been a bad yes. week. I understand nothing can go bad from here. It will be good going forward. And thank you so much for joining in. This is a wrap from our end. Let's hope we join in next time with smile in our faces and we have got that top four place, what we are looking for. Finishing nice third. That. That, that's my prediction. <laughs> we are finishing third. Exactly. Not even fourth, exactly. but third. Yes, finishing third for a change. Thank you so much once again. Have a nice day. Goodbye. <laughs>